Welcome to Sky's the Limit with your host, yours truly, Sky Estroff. Hello, everybody. Happy Tuesday. Happy pre-holiday week. It's Tuesday, August 29th, a.k.a. the week before Labor Day, the week that football season is about to be upon us. It's a big week. I hope that you're starting it out strong. And thanks for tuning in to Sky's the Limit as one of the first things you're doing this week. This episode is going to be kind of fun and different because it is going to be my first solo episode on the pod. I'm going to try to do a solo episode once a month to just try to talk to y'all and pretend that I'm actually talking to you in person and tell you what's going on in the world of food, even in Atlanta, nationally, internationally, what's the food news that's happening in my mind and in the world that we're all living in, and then giving you some updates and just some fun things that are going on. So I think it's going to be really fun, and I'm looking forward to this episode with a lot of upcoming cool episodes on the way if you've listened to any sky's the limits episode up until this point thank you so much i really am i was like if anybody listens if i have five listeners by my first episode i'll be thrilled that would be so nice um and we're we're over five listeners so really appreciate it and that's thanks to you listening right now um i'm just really loving being able to have a creative outlet and to be able to learn from this. I've been talking to so many of my friends and family and other people in my circle that are talking to me and saying they've listened. And it's just, what I tell them is it's just such a different platform. I'm used to TV. I'm used to meetings with people. I'm I'm not used to this format yet. So it's just I'm giving it a little bit of time and experimentation and every episode is a little bit different at this point. So I um, am liking the learning experience, but I'm also trying to be patient with myself because I'm equating it to almost like when a new restaurant opens and you don't want to judge it on that first week. You want to come back in a couple weeks and then see how your food experience and your service experience get the whole gamut of judging can happen a few weeks down the road but the first day the first week of a restaurant opening is it's just an experimentation and that's kind of what I'm doing here so that's I mean those are the conversations I'm having with my people so I just wanted to put that out there but we're going to start out with some segments the first being just my updates that's my general things that I'm going to talk about first And a PSA is going to kick this off because I just had a moment recently where I was like, this is a PSA and I don't know how to disseminate this message more than a podcast. So here we go. I had dinner the other week and it was a delicious meal at home. Um, Elliot grilled some good stuff. He made some shrimp kebabs and some eggplant from Fresh Harvest, which if you know me, you know I'm obsessed with Fresh Harvest. It's like the local food delivery in Atlanta, but it's all from local organic farms, so you're supporting the best. But um, anyway, so there was some eggplant from Fresh Harvest in there too, and some quinoa. It was just a nice balanced dinner that I didn't have to make, so I was very thankful to be eating something healthy and fresh and with 
the highest quality of ingredients. So that was my dinner, okay? Sounds great in theory. Yum, pretty, looks good, sounds good, all of the things. And like I mentioned, there was grilled shrimp. I'm eating my shrimp and the flavor's delicious, but then I'm eating my second shrimp and I'm like, hmm, weird. I thought the shells were off of this. This is just like texturally something's not right here. So I'm chewing and I, I feel something in my mouth and I take it out of my mouth because I'm not crazy. I'm not going to eat whatever this weird texture is. I take it out of my mouth. It looks like a freaking staple in my mouth. And I was like, what in the world? Why is there a piece of metal in my shrimp? And it was like, it was a silver piece of metal about the size and the width of a staple. I mean, really freaked me out that, that, I don't know. I was not liking it. So I screamed to Elliot and I said, Elliot, come here. What in the world is this? Like, why did this get in my shrimp? And we deduced that this was from the grill brush. Okay. The grill brush that we have has metal wires in it. And those can attach to your grill grates on your grill and get on the outside of your food. Ew, disgusting. And then um, I, I didn't even know that there was an alternative to a grill brush, but now they have all these non-wire grill brushes that you can get because supposedly people have been going to the ER eating foods that have these metal grill wires or grill brush wires in their food. It's so bad. So it's um, you can get a safe wire, a safe wire-free grill brush, and you can just Google it and say. Um, best grill brush non-wire and get yourself one that does not have the metal wires because you don't want to end up like me eating a delicious meal that you're just happy you didn't have to make and then you're chomping on something that looks like a staple absolutely not so um, PSA anybody who has a grill who is investing in a brush for their grill get one that isn't wire and save your mouth um just thought I'd put it out there. I'm just looking out for the people, looking out for all the things out there. Luckily, I am fine and I didn't have to go to the ER and there wasn't anything wrong with my mouth afterwards. But everyone, please take heed. Make sure that you throw out your wire grill brush and move on to something without the wire bristles. Please and thank you. And next on my updates, I don't know if you know this, but September is two and a half days away at this point. We are around the corner from the fall season, and the September issue of Southern Living happens to be on stands nationwide, and I am thrilled about this month's issue because I don't know if you follow me on any social media or are a subscriber to Southern Living, but I happen to be featured in this September issue of Southern Living. I'm in it with my grandma, my nene from Badea, Georgia. And the two of us are um, in there just kind of reflecting on our family's traditions of eating a lot of sweets around the sweet new year of Rosh Hashanah. And it's really cool. So there's two covers on this issue. There's a cover with Thomas Rhett and his wife. And then there's another cover with a cool uh, farmhouse house on it. And just look for either of those covers or look for where it says September issue Southern Living and pick it up. Flip to page 178, 179, and 180. Not that I have the pages memorized. And um, let me know what you think. We're really excited about it. And 
I, it's just really cool to be featured in something with my Nini. And Nini and I have a fun, special relationship, and it's always been based in our love of food. Both of us uh, have a heavy appetite. We'll put it that way. We'll put it delicately. So I, I'm just so happy. It's my grandma Nini. Me and Nini. We're doing the most on the pages of Southern Living. So pick it up. Let me know what you think. Um, also on Thursday, the 29th, I am going to be on Good Day Atlanta. Got some fun segment planned. So tune in around 1030 to 11 a.m. And I'll be on talking about some food trends and some things happening in the world of food around Atlanta. And that's on Fox 5. And if you don't live in Atlanta, you can go to fox5atlanta.com and then click watch live in the top corner and you'll be able to tune in there. So there's really no excuse to get in the loop with these fun segments and food trends. I hope you can tune in Thursday. I, I love doing my TV stuff and it's so fun. And Good Day Atlanta is literally just the dream team of people. The producers are amazing. The crew is amazing. The anchors are so fun to talk to. I just get so energized when I go to Good Day. And um, yeah, so tune in. Let me know what you think. And now we're going to get into some news. Food news is something that I love thinking about, talking about, saving on my Instagram posts. It's, um, you know, I don't always love studying or I didn't always love it growing up. But I would study food news if it were a subject. And I guess this is giving me the platform to make that a subject of studying. So um, thanks for that. But I actually used to do a segment on when Mara Davis, my friend, shout out to Mara. And she's pretty much like my mentor and media maven extraordinaire. Um, she hosted Atlanta Eats Radio when I worked at Atlanta Eats back in the day. And she was the first person to really give me an outlet to do food news on the radio show that she was hosting. So it really brings me back. But these are some relevant things that are crossing my mind for food news nationally. And I just wanted to see what y'all think. So first on my list is the new collab between Siete and Sweetgreen. Sweetgreen is one of those chains. I know it's a chain, but they're thoughtfully sourcing their food. I think the quality control is top-notch, and I would honestly eat at Sweetgreen three times a day if I could. There's just something about it where I think there's – it's just – it's great. They do a great job, and I always have a good meal from Sweetgreen. I especially love their crispy rice bowl. Yeah, chef's kiss. So – Siete and Sweetgreen got together and they made a flavor combination of their Green Goddess Ranch. Sweetgreen's Green Goddess Ranch is something that people get extras of with all of their bowls. It's so good. And um, yeah, so it's a flavor of Green Goddess Ranch with a hint of poblano potato chips. I did go out to Fresh Market to see if I could find these. I couldn't find them yet, but I'm on the hunt. Oh, it says it's available exclusively at Sweetgreen. Maybe I should read the fine print. But find them at Sweetgreen, and I'll probably have an update about these tomorrow because, I, I mean, it also has a hint of poblano. It's got a little spicy kick. If a spicy chip, spice plus potato equals best flavor combo, hands down. Potatoes are the most underrated food on this planet. I love potatoes. I'm biggest potato fan. That's 
my number one food probably. Yeah, I would say number one food. I go between potatoes, bread, and cheese. Those are my three that I juggle between, but I think potatoes are always going to hit the hardest. So when I hear about a potato chip, that's also incorporating a little spice of poblano, and then it's got the sweet green green goddess ranch and it's that extra crispy fry flavor from the avocado oil from siete i'm all here for it i will be picking some sweet green chips up and i just hope that this collab tastes as good as it sounds i'm really excited about it okay another big one everyone's talking about it and if you aren't you need to be chick-fil-a has finally launched a new menu item it is the new seasonal sandwich I am counting down. Okay, so this seasonal sandwich is taking a fried chicken sandwich up a notch and making it a honey pepper pimento chicken sandwich. It's topped with pimento cheese, and I believe it has um, maybe honeyed jalapenos. It's mild pickled jalapenos on a warm toasted bun drizzled with sweet honey, and then it has the creamy pimento cheese. This, in theory, sounds delicious to me i love a sweet and savory combination i love having the different texture profiles on one food item sounds great my thought and concern is all about this pimento cheese i am hoping that it is doing pimento cheese justice you know i know their test kitchen puts a lot of things to the test and make sure that it's menu ready before they really launch out to all of their different outpost but um i'm not here for a mayonnaise forward pimento cheese mayonnaise should be the thing that binds the cheese together but i want that sharp cheddar pushing through as the prominent flavor profile of that pimento cheese now if this is if this quote unquote creamy pimento cheese is really mayonnaise heavy soupy I'm not here for it. I do not want it dripping out of my sandwich. It needs to be something that's really got a strong flavor. It also has to have that tightly bound texture so that if they're plopping that onto a fried chicken patty, that's hot, obviously. Uh, We don't want that dripping off the sides and melting all over you. If you're getting Chick-fil-A, chances are you're probably in your car or you're at a tailgate so you're in public with people. And you just don't need that mess all on over you. You do not need that. So let's let's see how the pimento cheese holds up. Mild pickled jalapenos. Uh, I'm here for it. I feel like that is a good way to incorporate some spice without overwhelming the palate. And it'll complement with the pimento cheese. And a warm toasted, driv- warm toasted bun drizzled with sweet honey. If it's the same bun that we have on your original chicken sandwich... I think it can hold up. We got to make sure that toast is actually toasting. We don't need a soft bun with the extra honey and then it's too much sweetness and then it's all just flopping. Let's see if this sandwich flips or flops. I don't know. We're going to try it out. I'll probably get it this weekend to watch some football just to say that I've I've tried it. They also are um, getting a caramel crumble milkshake. Another thing that it's like, Milkshakes aren't just enough. Let's add some more to it to make sure we really get the calories that we need in this American diet. But um, I'll try it. I I don't see how that could be bad. Caramel crumble milkshake. The only thing that could go wrong with that is if people call it caramel because that makes me 
want to leave the room and never speak to that person again. I really don't like the pronunciation of caramel. Ugh. I hate that I even had to say it out loud. It's caramel. It is caramel. So it's a caramel crumble milkshake. It sounds good. I'm really not a milkshake person myself. I would prefer to have soft serve or froyo or a good ice cream, but I mean, I don't hate it. It might be one of those things that I say I don't like because I actually like it so much. But let's see, TBD on both of these, but it just came out yesterday, August 28th. So some of y'all listening may have already tried it and I'd love to hear what you think about it. All right, third in national food news. This is coming from Wendy's, another fast food institution. But here we go. The pumpkin spice frosty is making their debut on September 12th nationwide. Um, wow, this, this is big. I didn't know that there was going to be another flavor added to the frosty lineup. I'm, I'm really excited about it. I haven't had a frosty in a minute, but I did have a moment in time where I was having a lot of frosties. Um, it was luckily during a time where I had a very fast metabolism because I was in college, but they had this promotion probably like 2012 or 2013. It was one of those summers and I was in Athens for the summer and I think it was something of the likes of you bought a key tag or what, you know, what are those things called? A little keychain for your car keys, but it's a tag, like what you get for a library card or a frequent user of something. I don't know if they even give these out anymore, but I do have a library one on my keys currently. Anyways, I bought one, I think for like 50 cents or 99 cents or something like that from Wendy's because they were doing this promotion. You spend that 50 cents or 99 cents and then all summer long, you got 99 cent junior Frosties. And as a college kid, there's nothing better than that. I would make my friends go to Wendy's with me and use my little key card and go through the drive-thru up on Prince and get a Frosty. It was awesome. I ate a lot of Frosties because there's no better deal than a 99 cent thing all summer long. Maybe they'll bring it back. Maybe they'll do a pumpkin spice key tag promotion. Who knows? But I, I don't hate this collab. I think it's interesting bringing pumpkin spice to a cold beverage when the real like impetus of something pumpkin spice is supposed to be that warmth of flavors the warmth of spices and really bringing it into something that's you know like giving you warmth while it's cold outside but given that I live in Georgia and most of this country is dealing with 100 degree days right now maybe that's a way that you can feel like fall without having to have the temperature be at a brisk level who knows let's see how it tastes I'm, I'm kind of here for it I really haven't had Wendy's in a minute but I would try it I'm I'm very open this week to all of these fast food things. I don't know. Um, Okay, so those were my news. I feel like y'all needed to get caught up on that. I'm going to have a lot more to share, but those were the things that stood out that I feel like that's national. You can relate to your friends across the country. You just need to know what's happening in those places. And if you try the sweet green chips, the Chick-fil-A sandwich, or that caramel crumble milkshake, or the pumpkin spice frosty, let me know. Let me know what you think. Um... All right, I've got a couple more segments for y'all. How fun is this? First, I want to go into this nostalgic watch. I I don't know how many of y'all 
are food nerds like me, but I have been born and bred into a food nerd. I, I just was born this way. I, um, I, I don't, I'll get into the debrief of why I am the way I am, but the, <laughs> the fact of the matter is I've been watching Food Network and food-centric shows my entire life, and one of my absolute ultimate favorite shows of my entire life is Unwrapped from Food Network that aired for a very long time, probably like 20 seasons of this show. And the premise of Unwrapped is Mark Summers was the host, who is famously a great host. I also remember seeing him on game shows on Nickelodeon and stuff, but definitely look up to him as a host. And all of the shows were just these fun packaged ways, which is kind of funny because it's about packaging, but this packaged way of say of food history so it would be like the history of potato chips and talk about how this became a snack that has taken over the country and become like the number one snack and then you'd go to factories and hear about their process and making the chips and getting the flavor combinations and how they determine their next flavor that they're going to debut to the country it's really really cool and they now have it because of the hbo max merger and now max doing everything it does it has discovery shows on there and unwrapped was on food network which was a part of discovery and now all of those shows and episodes are on max and i was like freaking out because now i have access to all of these seasons of unwrapped and it's my favorite show and i got sucked into the first season i think i started this was the first episode and they had um the episode was themed about ice cream toppings it was in 2001 and it's such a good nostalgic watch I'm just telling you turn it on it's great it's good before bed but it's also stimulating enough to watch when you're not asleep um but yeah so it was 2001 it was 22 years ago and I think so much of our country has like changed in this way it has changed a lot but it's said that the amount of ice cream consumed per year per person was 23 quarts of ice cream per person per year so that means almost two quarts per month per person that's a lot of ice cream i was just thinking from then and now it doesn't seem like there were as many frozen yogurt spots soft serve places now there's a lot of modes of transportation of how you can get your sweet treat fix and so I, w- I was like, there's no way that the average person is eating 23 quarts of ice cream per year if unless my ice cream is counted as Big Softy because that is the soft serve place in Summerhill, Atlanta, and I'm obsessed with it, and I could, I, could eat, I could eat it every day if I could, but I made myself limit. Anyways, tangent, but I looked it up to see in 2023, are we still eating 23 quarts of ice cream per year? What do y'all think? No. Okay, see, I'm just getting used to talking to y'all on this mic, but no, it's much less. It's 16 quarts per year per person now, which I still think is pretty significant. I, I don't know if the numbers have been calculated yet. We'll have to look out for the next census on this. It um, also gave the fact that Sunday is the most popular day for ice cream, and I Googled it, and what do we think? Guess what? It still is. Sunday is the most popular day for people eating ice cream again this is after a quick google search and me just clicking through a couple links but i still consider that research and it's just interesting to hear the then and now from the food habits of 2001 
2023 and don't you worry i am re-watching all of unwrapped and i will be giving lots of facts and nostalgia to y'all all right last segment for today for this solo episode i'm calling this one dining diaries this is all about what i've been eating and what i want to eat and what's like on my radar so this is going to be a little atlanta centric but still even if you don't live in atlanta this can be helpful to take notes whenever you make your trip to atlanta the first thing that i want to talk about for my notable eats and what i've been eating a lot this is just a love letter to maypole m-a-e-p-o-l-e maypole it is located it started in athens there's two locations there now and there's one in Summerhill in atlanta I am obsessed with this place. I wish I wasn't, but I'm straight up addicted to it. I am craving it constantly. Their food is so good. It's very balanced and fresh and healthy. And I know that some people aren't fans of the whole kind of making your own bowl concept, but I am. I love this place. They do seasonal ingredients. Their food is cooked from scratch every day. I'm just, I can't get enough of it, and it's kind of becoming a problem. I talk about it in daily jargon with random people, and I just think more people need to be talking about maple. Bottom line, please, so I can talk about it with you. I constantly crave this place, as I've been saying, and I, I don't know. I just, I need some other people to talk about it with me because i love it so much their sriracha honey is no joke and i also i think their sweet potatoes are some of the best sweet potatoes that i've ever had i just i i love them so much and also a little backstory about maple the owner of maple also owns the national out of athens downtown and also owns condor chocolates both some of my absolute favorite places on earth too but the national is a sit down really wonderful program for food and dining and cocktails it's a it's an elite restaurant hopefully they're even being looked into for a michelin star because i think they would deserve it they're sourcing very responsibly for their food they're awesome condor chocolates which they have two locations in athens but you can also purchase their chocolate and coffee online incredible ecuadorian chocolate and coffee it's it's just so good So, um, yeah, I'm just, that's what I have to say about where I've been eating and what I've been thinking about. I will give more recommendations, but truly Maypole has just been on the brain and I need more people eating it to talk about it with them. Thank you. Now, two places on the radar that you need to have on yours too, because once they're open, we will be eating it up. Number one, there is a place called Tarange, T-O-R-A-N-J, that is opening on Piedmont Avenue where atmosphere used to be it's near like smith's old bar that whole area right there they renovated the location it's supposed to be opening any day now and it's uh quote unquote a middle east kitchen so uh, the food looks phenomenal i even have their instagram page pulled up right now but like the drinks look great the bar mock-ups look so beautiful i I really I don't know. I'm counting down the days until it opens. I truly look at their Instagram all the time to see, okay, is it, is it time? Is there an opening? I I need to go here. They've got, uh, Tarragon Labna featured on their Instagram, some gorgeous cocktails that they didn't detail. Um, let's see if there's any other dishes that y'all need to know about. 
Here's a 12-hour slow-cooked lamb rib with Omani spice rub and a bed of saffron fava bean dill rice. Beautiful. Everything looks stunning. It looks elegant. It looks colorful, uh, vibrant. It's also not far from where I live. So please open Taranj. I'm ready to come try your food. Thank you, thank you, thank you. All right. And the last place that I'm really looking forward to them opening is Jeans, Jeans, Jeans in Eastlake. It's opening soon. Why do I like Jeans, Jeans, Jeans? Because Jean is the name of the owner's cat who happens to be 35 pounds. <laughs> um, I'm a cat person. I have a cat named Biscuit, and he's 16 pounds, and we always joke about how we need to probably stop feeding him five times a day. Well, Biscuit's a skinny little kitty compared to Jeans, 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 and I really want to meet Jean, so that's number one reason why I am supporting Jeans, Jeans, Jeans is just that <laughs> they named this place after a cat. I fully respect it stamp of approval already you could really mess up the food and i'm always going to root for you if you are team cat um but they're burning logs and smoking hogs they've been popping up at pollo primo and talat market funky barbecue very colorful big portioned plates really excited to see when they open and how they're going to do with that so be on the lookout for jeans 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 in east lake all right, y'all, I think I'm going to wrap up from there. But thank you so much for listening to me talk for a little bit of time. I hope that you uh, throw out your metal grill brushes, get a pimento cheese chicken sandwich from Chick-fil-A, and then follow these new restaurants like Tarange, Jeans, 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 and start eating maple as much as I do so we can talk about it, okay? All right, thank you so much for tuning in. Truly, like, I, I don't know. I don't know what to say. I'm virtually hugging you because I appreciate your time and attention and support. I really do. Um, and Biscuit's really happy that you're supporting me too. Thanks. Um, okay, so have a great week, an amazing Labor Day weekend, and go dogs! Can't wait for football season. I will be back on next week, so stay tuned. Bye! Thank you so much for listening. Join me every Tuesday for a new episode of Sky's the Limit, available wherever you listen to podcasts. You can follow along in the meantime on Instagram at sky.estroff or sky-estroff.com. See you next week.